had grown up so amongst us that she never suspected it. She said so, long after. Then Bill and me held a kind of council about what was to be done, and so we came to be talking on the bridge that night. Mary was growing into a young woman, and we feared that some other chap might take her fancy if one of us didn't get her at once. Bill was very serious, far more serious than me, but I had somehow got the idea into my head as how Mary cared for me, and as long as I felt that, I couldn't feel either unhappy or downhearted. All at once, Bill's face grew brighter, and there was a soft look in his eyes. Joe, he says, whatever happens, Mary must never hang her head. The lass is tender-hearted, and she likes both of us, we know, and as she can only love one of us, it might pain her to think that when she was marrying one man, she was leaving a hole in the life of his comrade. So she must never know us how we both love her, if we can prevent it. When we got that far, I began to grow uneasy. I began to distrust Bill, God forgive me for it, and began to think he was fixing some plan for to cut me out. I must have been jealous, that was it. But I was punished for my distrust when he went on. Joe, old lad, we both love her and we love each other. And God knows I'd go away and willing and leave her to you. But who knows that mayhap she'd like me better of the two. Women are queer creatures in letting a fella see their hearts till they see his first. Then he stayed quiet, and so I said to him, How are we to manage to do that, Bill? If we tell her, won't she know that we both love her? And you said you wouldn't like her to do that. That's just what I was thinking of, he says, and I see how we may do it. One of us must go to her and find out if she loves him, and if she does, the other will say nothing. I felt feared, so I asked him, Who is to go, Bill? He came over and took me by the shoulder and says he, Joe, so far as I can see, the lass cares for you the most. You must go first and find out. I tried not to appear joyful, and I say, Bill, that isn't fair. Whoever goes first has the best chance. Why won't you go? Why not draw lots? I've had a hard many tussles in my time, both with men and things, but I never had such a struggle as I had to say them words. Joe? says Bill. You must do all you can to win her yourself. And don't let any thoughts of me hinder you. I'll be best pleased by seeing her and you happy, if so be she loves you. Then he stood up from leaning on the rail, and says he, Joe, give me your hand before we go and mind. I charge you on your honour as a man, never while I'm living, to let Mary know as how I loved her, in case she chooses you. So I promised. I felt Bill's hand grip like a vice, and then we turned and walked away home and never spoke another word that night, either of us. I didn't sleep much that night, and when it began to get to morning, I got up and went down to the sea and had a swim, and that freshened me up somewhat. I wasn't much of a swimmer myself, but I could manage to keep myself up pretty well. That was the point where I envied Bill most of all. He was the finest swimmer I ever see. He did a many things well, 
and no lad in this county could come near him in anything he chose to do, but in swimming none could come at him at all, and many's the time it stood to others as well as himself. Well, when I had had my bathe, I went up toward Mary's home, and found myself going to ask her straight off to marry me. Then I began to think it was too early for Mary to be up, so I stole away on tiptoe and walked round the house. Then I thought I'd go and look up Bill, and came nigh his house. But when I came to the door, as I didn't like to knock, I thought I'd spear in and see if he was asleep. So I stole to the window and looked in. I never shall forget to my dying day what I saw then. I wasn't a bad fellow, thank God, at any time. But I couldn't be a bad fellow or do anything I thought very wrong after that. There was Bill, just as I had left him the night before.